this morning, I would like to talk about one of the many miracles that Jesus performed when he was living on the face of this earth. So we read that from Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. If you have your Bibles or your cell phones, or you can see that in the screen, Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. Here we see one of the many miracles that Jesus performed where Jesus was healing a blind man at Bethsaida. Amen? And this morning, I want you to turn your attention to verse 22 of Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Shall we read together? Then, he, when then Jesus came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. Verse 23 says, So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. Verse 25, 24, And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Verse 25, Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Verse 26 says, Then he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town, nor tell anyone in the town. So this is one of the many miracles that Jesus performed when he was in the city of Bethsaida. Now, this morning, I would like to title my sermon as Second Touch. Amen? Can you say that with me? Second Touch. We all heard about second cup, don't we? Yes? We want a touch from God this morning. We want a second touch from God this morning. Because all of us are in need of the touch from above this morning so that that will change our lives. So this morning as we preach, I'm looking forward for God's touch over our lives. Amen? Now if you look at this miracle, you know, all the miracles that Jesus performed, no two miracles are identical. Every time when Jesus performed miracle, the, the method that he adopted was totally different. Now here we see Jesus is demonstrating, here is a unique way of healing someone. A unique way that Jesus displayed, demonstrated was just spitting on him. Can you imagine? That's how Jesus did. In three other occasions or two more occasions in the word of God, we see Jesus doing the same thing. You know, in one occasion, Jesus spitting on a man's eyes, and here we see that, and healing taking place. In another occasion, Jesus was, you know, uh, uh, spitting on his eye, uh, eyes and putting his fingers in, in the ear, and he was, you know, commanding that the deaf and mute spirit to come out, and there was healing taking place. In another occasion, Jesus spat on the ground, and he made mud, and he applied that mud in his eyes and asked him to go and wash. Then miracles were taking place. You know, what an amazing God. Amen? And our God is an amazing God. You know, the way he performed things in our lives is supernatural way. At times, we don't understand the way God works in our lives. You know, Joel was sharing, sharing his testimony. He would have never thought that he will be, land, he will be landing in an island. To praise God, to bring glory to God. The way God works in our lives is amazing. Because Bible says, when we were in the womb of our mother, his eyes saw our substance. His eyes saw us even when before we were created. And in all along in our lives, God follows us always. And he's always 
careful about us, mindful of us, and he does great things in our lives. Now we see Jesus demonstrating a miracle in a very unique way. Here, Jesus, we see Jesus spitting on the man's eyes, and he put his hand on the man and asked him, what do you see? And in the first instance, he could not see very clearly. He said, I am seeing people like trees. The vision was not fully recovered. And again, we see Jesus, you know, Jesus laying his hands on him and praying for him. Now that blind man received the complete vision. You know, we may be asking questions, why Jesus did that? Why Jesus spat? According to the Jewish traditions, the Jewish Talmud, or the religious traditions and teachings of the rabbis of those days, this is what they say. There is a tradition that the spittle of the firstborn of a father is healing. But that of the firstborn of a mother is not healing. We read this in the Talmud, the Jewish traditional recordings. So it is believed in those days, a spit can bring healing. Probably Jesus would have done this just to trigger his faith. So that he knows that you know, Jesus is moving towards healing. Probably Jesus would have done this. But you know what? This, that's not our concern this morning. Why Jesus did so. Now it looks like this man had vision at some point of time. Because Bible says Jesus restored his vision. What does it mean when we say restored? Are you with me? When we say it's restored, it has come back. That means he had vision at some point of time. Now he lost the vision for some reason. Now he got his vision back. And you know what? This is what I could summarize when I put all this together. These few scriptures, this is what I could summarize. Bible says, you had a vision. Can you read that with me? You had a vision. That vision was lost. Jesus touched you. The vision was partially restored. Now you need a second touch from the master. You know, let this be our prayer this morning. All of us need a second touch from our master. Can I see your hands this morning? How many of us need the touch from above this morning? That God may touch us and God may revive our lives this morning. The blind man was once seeing. But now he lost his vision. And Jesus is right there. To heal him, to restore his vision back. He was totally blind. Can you ever imagine? You know, people who are born blind, they don't even they don't know the world. But then this man was seeing like all of us. And suddenly he became blind. He became totally blind. Fully blind. You know, such a person need to be brought to Jesus. That's what the Bible says. His friends were bringing him to Jesus and begging Jesus, Jesus, can you please heal this man? Can you please heal this man? You know, today when I counsel, when we counsel people who are going through depression, the first thing they say this is, can you just leave us, me, me alone? Give me some time. I will recover. I will come out of it. But depression is a deadly, deadly disease, either, you know, either, either medically or from the devil. People who have once fallen into it, they can't just really come out of the, those situations by themselves. They need external help. They can no more, they have the ability to restore by themselves. 
They need somebody praying for them. They need somebody helping them. They need someone talking to them. And this blind man, he lost his eyesight. Now he's in need of someone coming behind, coming along with him for a healing, for a healing to take place. I really thank God for his friends that they were really helpful to bring him to the presence of Jesus. Amen? Now when Jesus spat on him and he laid his hand on him and he got partially recovered. Are you not excited that he is getting his eyesight back? Can you imagine his situation? He was totally blind and now he is able to see. He is able to see. Amen? There is a healing that just beginning. You know, when we pray for sick, when we, how many of you are praying for sick people? I believe some of you are praying. You know, God has called us to pray. When we pray for sick people, the healing may not just take place all of a sudden. You know, sometimes we see healing taking place gradually. You know, that's how God works. We don't understand at times, you know, he's a God who heals. He's a God who always heals. You know, there are times the instantaneous healing taking place, but there are times healing takes place gradually. And we see a partial restoration happening. Now, many of us today are living on the face of this earth. What had really happened to us is just a partial restoration. I just want to, you know, drag you into the spiritual aspect of this miracle. And this blind man, he started seeing men like trees. He could not see them as people, but he could see them as trees walking. When Jesus spat on him and laid his hand on him and asked, what do you see? And this is what he said, yes, I see, but I see people like trees walking. I'm not able to see very clearly. Listen to me. With the partial restoration of the vision, we can see people like trees. We can only see people like trees. You know, we became Christian at some point of time. Listen to me this morning. We became Christian at some point of time. And some of us are brought into Christianity to know more about Jesus Christ. When we came to Jesus, we gave our lives to Jesus. We were baptized. We were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you know, we just want to live a good life for the glory of God. But at times still our vision is partial. Still our vision is partial. When in one revival meeting we gave our life to God and we were anointed by the Holy Ghost. Still our revival, still our vision seems to be partial. The same experience what the blind man was going through, we are going through in our lives at times. It's very blurred vision. We are not sure what God wants us to do. At times our deliverance is only partial. Still we need to see the total deliverance in our lives. We are not capable of seeing the way God sees. We are still seeing people as trees in our lives. As trees in our lives. This morning I believe God is speaking to us. This blind man could only see people as trees. And God is saying that's not enough. I want you to get restored totally. I want you to receive a second touch from me. I want you to come back. And I want you to see clearly. Your vision is not enough. You know, trees and human are totally different, aren't they? They are totally different. 
even though both have life, both have growth, both are capable of producing its own kind. There are many similarities, but trees and people, they are totally dif different. One who has partial vision, listen to me, they are only capable of looking at people like trees. People like trees. This morning, human and trees, they differ in three aspects. I want to talk about those three aspects before I close. Number one, in terms of value. Number two, in terms of priority. Number three, in terms of destiny. Can you say that with me? Number one, in terms of value, we differ from trees. Number two, in terms of priority. Number three, destiny. Number one, value. Let's talk about value. The value that God has placed over each one of us. How much valuable we are on the face of this earth. People with partial vision, they don't see the value that people has. The value that people are holding, people with partial vision, they cannot see. You know, but God sees the value that he placed inside of us. You know, this morning I just want to highlight, you know, how valuable we are on the face of this earth. Certainly when it comes to value, people are certainly more valuable than trees. You know, on the other day, there is a big tree at the in our backyard. We have a small backyard and there is a big tree. And we are not sure whether the tree is a threat, you know, for the roof. So we called somebody, can you just cut down the tree? tree? And you know what, how much he asked to bring the tree down? $800. To bring a tree down. So if, to bring a tree down, if it values $800, now I believe we are much more valuable. We are much more valuable to God. You know, this morning God may put in your hearts that you are so precious. You are so precious. You are so precious. You know, we are all so precious in the sight of God. Jesus went to the city of Gadarenes. You remember looking for that man who was possessed with the demon. Jesus went to that city in order to deliver him, in order to heal him, in order to deliver him, release him from the deadly possession that he was dealing with that day. Jesus values you and me so much. You remember the shepherd that this morning we heard. Remember the shepherd who went behind the one sheep that was lost. Leaving all the 99 sheep. Why? Because the one sheep is so precious in the sight of God. Can I hear an amen from you this morning? You know, we are so precious in the sight of God. Jesus, he said this. We are much more valuable than sparrows. I want to read the scripture. Matthew chapter 10 verses 29 to 31. Matthew 10, 29. Are not two sparrows, can you read that with me? Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. Keep reading. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. You know, the last portion of that verse 31, you know, that we need to carry always along with us. You know, whenever you are looked down in your work situation, whenever you are looked down in your family, when we are, you know, when we are getting discouraged, when you think that you are all alone, there is nobody caring for me, there is no one to love me, you know, don't forget verse 31 of Matthew chapter 10. Can you read verse 31 again? Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows you know that is the love of a father considering each one of us more valuable than pests and than sparrows 
you know, if you give a, take a little sparrow and give it in the hands of the little ones, the, boy, the boys and girls, the little ones, have you noticed the way they hold it? It's so precious for them. They hold it very carefully, not to harm, not to cause pain to that sparrow. They just hold that sparrow very carefully. You know, our Heavenly Father is holding you and me in His hands. And because He is looking at us and He is saying, My daughter, my son, you are more valuable. You are more precious. You are more precious to me. You are more dear to me. You know, this morning I want you to get encouraged in the presence of God. God is valuing you more than ever you could imagine about yourself. God is more valuing you more than that you are getting paid. You know, God is valuing you more than you are being respected by people around us. You know, God is valuing you so much God says you are so precious in my sight Isaiah chapter 43 verse 4 he says since you are precious in my sight you have been honored you have been honored and I have loved you therefore I will give men for you and people for your life and I don't know this may be a verse for Joel this morning that God may be telling him because you are so precious in my sight you have been honored you have been honored. You know, it makes a huge difference to work for the worldly masters than to work for the heavenly master. Amen. It makes a huge difference. You know, God has called each one of us to do that. God has called each and of, each one of us to spread his kingdom. And he says, and I have loved you. Therefore, what, what is the blessing? I will give men for you and people for your life. We are so precious in the presence of God. There is no value. For our outer body, we are not talking about our outer body. There is no value for this body because this body is going to perish one day. But God has kept the precious, most valuable soul inside of us. I want to read John chapter 3 verse 16. This morning pastor quoted that scripture, John chapter 3 verse 16. Very familiar scripture. But this morning let us not with, read that within a familiar way. Let's read it as if you are reading for the first time. Can you read that together? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The reason God loved us. I believe that's the reason, Pastor, the prayer, your message got changed. Because God wants to reiterate, say that over and over again. My love is enough. My love is more than enough for you. I loved you so much. I gave my life for you. Because you, are, you should not perish. The soul inside of us should never perish. Don't look at people like trees. Don't look at people like trees. Your vision has to improve. My vision has to improve. To see them as people. To see them as people. Listen to me. We don't want to never look down upon people. You know, they may look ugly. They may not be godly. You know, they, they, they don't have a smell of God at all in their lives. But we don't want to look people down. Never discriminate them based on gender, based on their skin color, based on their ethnicity, based on their religion, based on their wealth or education. We don't want to discriminate. You know, if you cut open anyone and open their body and see the soul, it is the same soul that is precious. Amen. And God wants us to value people. We don't want to see them as trees. We want to see them as people. People, number two, God wants to prioritize certain things in our lives. People with partial vision, they don't understand priority. Listen to me, this is very important for our families. Certainly human is of more priority than trees. We all agree. We all agree. And we don't want to give undue importance, unnecessary importance to the trees. When you talk, about, talk to somebody 
Or some organizations, they are involved in cutting trees. They say that we don't prone trees. We don't do certain things to trees because it is so painful for the trees. But God says, you are much more precious. We are much more precious. When you go through pain, God cannot handle it. When we go through struggle, God is standing beside you. Because he cannot sit in the throne. Human is of more priority than trees. You know, when we lose our vision, listen to me, this is important. When we lose our, lose our vision, our priority changes. Our priority gets disturbed. And this blind man, once he had vision, but now he lost his vision. You know, God has given vision for all of us. Listen to me, God has given vision to us. Now, when we lose our vision, our priorities get altered. I want you to think about it. When we had full vision, our priority was God. Now, when we start losing our vision, our work becomes priority. I want you to look at me, please. I'm just talking to you. When God was my priority, when I had full vision, God was my priority. But when I lose vision, my work takes priority than God. When I had full vision, my priority was others. But when I lose my vision, my priority becomes self. Are you with me? And God doesn't want us to get into partial vision. God wants us to have full vision. When I had vision, my priority was family, my family. But when it started losing my vision, my priority has become money. Money. You know, this morning God is telling us, don't lose your vision. Losing vision is more dangerous because it is going to upset our priorities. What is the priority that Bible is talking about? One who has full vision. How he should prioritize things in, our, in his life. You know, if you know a little bit about the word of God, Ephesians chapter 5, chapter 6, and Colossians chapter 3. If you read those three chapters, three, uh, three chapters over and over again, we will be able to list down the priority of God. Priorities of life as defined in the word of God. I just want to throw that here this morning that may help us. Whose number one priority? Number one priority is God. Can you say that with me? Number one priority is God. We read that from all the chapters 1 to 3, Ephesians 1 to 3. If you read, you will find out God takes all the priority. And who is the number two priority? Number two priority is? Is? Yes. Your spouse is number one, number two priority next to God. Some of you may have difficult time to accept this fact, but I want you to read the scriptures over and over again. And this is morning, this morning it's for the families. Number two priority is your spouse. And if you are not married, who becomes your number two priority? Your parents. And that doesn't mean that you get married to forget parents. No, 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 not that way. Mm. I know. So number two priority is our spouse. Ephesians 5, 22 to 22, 24. And Colossians 3, 19, it says how a husband should be towards his wife. And how a wife should be towards her husband. Yes, amen? Can I hear an amen? Amen. Number three priority is our children. Our children. If you read Ephesians chapter 6. 
verses 1 to 4. It says how you need to take care of your children. Children, to, children should obey parents. And children should honor parents. And it is our responsibility to spend time with them. Quality time with them. Bringing them up in a godly way. So that they honor parents. This is important. Who is number one priority? Can I hear from you? God. Number two? Spouse or parents for children. Number three? Children. Your children are your priority. Number four? Your job. Your occupation. Ephesians 6, 5-9 Bible says, You need to obey to your worldly masters. Never alter this priority. Never alter this priority. You need to focus on your work. God says, you need to excel in your job. You need to show obedience to your masters. You know, they may not be godly masters. They may be just worldly masters. Masters, they won't even care whether you go to church or not go to church. But obey. Obey. Even Bible says for that matter, priority number two, spouses. It says, even if your husband is not obedient to God, still as a wife, you need to obey. You need to obey. That's the word of God. When you alter this priority of God, we get into trouble. We get into trouble. Number fifth, five priority. Priority number five is your ministry. Colossians 3, 23 to 25. If you lose this track, lose priority in your life, our life will be miserable. Think about somebody doing the ministry, not caring about God, not really faithful to his spouse, not really caring about children, not really doing good in his job. How can we do something for God? That becomes your last priority. Our ministry becomes last priority. You know, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. First God says, you know, we need to set our family right before we do anything for God. You know, if you put things accordingly, according to this priority, according to the priority, the word of God, God will great, do great things in our lives. Those who are having only partial vision, they confuse the order of priority. And God wants us to, to be restored totally, wholly in our vision. Our family will be a mess and our family will be in struggle if we don't maintain this order. I want you to take this, if you can grab this in whatever way and go home and talk, sit as, with your spouse and go through and talk over it. And I believe God will bless you. Number three, we are more valuable than trees because of our destiny can i hear, in, hear an amen from you amen. amen people with partial vision they don't understand their destiny they don't understand their destiny you know mankind is not having the same destiny as trees obviously and trees are made once it is done it is going to be cut down and thrown into the fire but you and i you and i are made for heaven you know, this morning I just want to let you know that we are, we are not going to be perished in this world. We are going to go to eternity. And God wants us to have that trust in Him. A tree, tree is really kept to be cut down into fire. But we are made for eternity. We are made for eternity. Our destiny is totally different from the destiny of the trees. Amen? We are not, understand this, when we say this, we are not made to live on this earth forever. Bible says we are strangers and pilgrims. We again heard this morning already. We are strangers and pilgrims on the face of this earth. And we don't belong to this world. 
we don't belong to this world but because of the value that god has kept in our lives because we prioritize and give more importance to god than to our family than to the ministry according to the order you know god is taking us to a different destination amen and this morning i want to read a couple of verses before we close paul says our citizenship is not in this world our citizenship is in heaven can you read that with me philippians chapter 3 verses 20 and 21 for our citizenship is in where not in canada our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the our savior the lord jesus christ verse 21 who will transform our lowly bodies that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to him you know god is making us to become citizens of the eternal heaven amen we are much more valuable than the trees second corinthians 5 1 paul says this body is going to be destroyed can we read that together for we know that if our earthly house this tent is destroyed we have a building from god a house not made with hand eternal in heavens you know god is already working on your house in heaven and even if you don't have a house on this earth we don't need to be worried because we have a house in eternity when we go there we have a room there and i like this scripture the most job said job chapter 19 verse 26 he had a great hope that one day he is going to see lord god you know that is the hope that church today is supposed to have that's the hope that you and i need to have that one day i'm going to see him face to face can you read the scripture together? Job chapter 16 verse chapter 19 verse 26 and after my skin is destroyed read that that in my flesh i shall see god whom i shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold and not another how my heart yearns within me with the same eyes i am going to see my god my savior our destiny is different our destiny is different jesus was asking the blind man do you say see see anything and he said, I see men like trees walking. And Mark chapter 8 verse 25 says, Then he put his hand on the blind man once again. His eyesight came back. And he was just looking up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Clearly. And this morning, our visions need to be restored. God wants to restore our vision quickly i want to summarize when we all that we need is one touch from the master one touch from the master will restore our eyesight so that we will know the value that god has placed in our lives we know the priority that we need to live on the face of this earth and we know very well clearly about our destiny shall we all stand for a moment